I'm going to write a book, you say. It's going to be fun, you say. I'll publish it and people will read it, you say. And it's going to be amazing. Well, yes and no. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. And if you're new, thank you for clicking and giving a listen. Here you will find quick tips, author tools, and hopefully even a little bit of inspiration. Today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about writing. One thing we're not going to discuss is the money aspect of it, which is going to get a whole other video. What we're going to discuss is the good and bad and the ugly, the heart and soul aspect of writing. We're going to start with the ugly, go to the bad, and then end with the good. Because we want to end with like good positive vibes, right? So let's begin with the ugly. One and two star reviews that crush your soul. That totally unfair, ridiculous one star review. I have one for the Impaler's wife that frankly speaks more about the person who left the review for the three or four words that she found out of the 110 that are the novel. <laughs> he gads, whatever lady. Your review says a lot more about you than my book because you fixated on one thing. <laughs> but the good thing about that one star review was don't believe all the hype. I'm like, wait, what? There's hype? Oh, oh, I like hype. <laughs> Brush off the one and two star reviews. Actually, sometimes you need to do more than brush them off. Sometimes you actually need to scrub them off. <laughs> if you're getting a lot of one and two star reviews, maybe they're complaining about characterization or plot or conflict or description or dialogue or whatever it is, and they're all saying the same thing, that gives you an amazing chance to understand what your weakness is and to improve and revise it. And the beauty of that is you can. Number two, the reality of just how long it takes to write a book. The first draft, all the other drafts, it is a long and daunting process. Number three, the hassle of querying and the pain ugh, of rejection. Sometimes it has to do with your query letter and your novel, and other times it has nothing to do with that at all. It's just luck and timing. Luck, timing, skill. I discussed those three elements in the query letter in another video, and I'll drop that at the bottom in the description box. Number four, another writer says your writing is amateurish or that your final draft is 
a good first draft. Oh, ah, stabbed to the heart. That's all okay. Guess what? You can revise. Number five. If you ask your friends and family for a critique, for an honest opinion, chances are they're really just not going to give you an honest one. Why? Because they like you? Because they don't want to crush your dream? They lie for whatever reason. That's why you need to enlist the help of a professional author who can beta read or give you a content editor. Let's move on to the bad. Number one, your family and friends, they don't buy your book. Mm -mm. Maybe a few do. Out of all of my family, and it's a pretty big family, I have maybe four people that will buy my book. I mean, my work friends don't even know my pen name and I'm going to keep that. But my family, you would think your family would be supportive. You know what's also kind of bad? When your mom buys your book and then tells you she doesn't have time to read it and she's going to wait until she's finished with the number one best-selling author that she is currently reading. Thanks, mom. That hurt. I don't know, maybe your family is different. Same thing with friends. My work friends don't know my author name and I'm going to keep it that way for a variety of reasons. My other friends actually do tend to buy my book. So I think if they're your friends, they buy your book. Number two is the mentality that some of your friends and family will have when you write your first book. That mentality is, you can't write a book. You write a book. Then maybe that family member does eventually buy your book. And then they leave a comment on your Facebook page that says, hey, bought your book. It's readable. Really? Because it has almost 200 reviews and editorial reviews that are off the charts. So thanks. The thing is, family and friends will often see you or they view you as whoever you are and not the author inside of you. They don't see inside of your head. So when I said I was writing a book, my family and friends looked at me and they saw, I don't know, a mom of four kids and they didn't see the inside of my brain. And so they had all these preconceived ideas that Hey, evidently, I could only just wipe snot from kids' noses. A fellow teacher asked me if my story had a voice. Hello, I teach literary analysis, dude. Um, yeah, it has a voice and, um, oh, I want to keep this PG, but you can imagine what I thought in my head. I know a lot of writers who go through these things and that's why I'm sharing some of my stories so that you can go, hey, yep, that's happened to me too. Ugh. The thing is, you cannot do anything about any of their attitudes. You can only brush it off, scrub it off, move along. Three, writing a query takes time. Figuring it 
Figuring out how to write it takes time. Writing it takes time. Figuring out who you're going to send it to takes time. Reading all of the agent's websites takes time. Giving them exactly what they want takes time. Ugh, that's a lot of time. Writing a summary takes time. Figuring out what to write in that summary takes time. Making sure the summary matches the voice and tone of your novel takes time. Probably so much more time than you actually imagined it was going to take. Number four of the bad, discovering that your complete novel does not meet the established guidelines. Maybe it's word count. Maybe it's plotting. Maybe it's lexicon level. Either the words are too difficult for a certain age group or they're not challenging enough. But when you learn or you discover that what you wrote isn't fitting into those norms, into those expected genres, not just for agents and for publishers, but for readers, because readers have expectations as well. That's a bad, tough, bitter pill to swallow. But you know what? That manuscript can be revised. Number five of the bad. Discovering that you didn't know everything that you thought you knew about writing, novels, characterization, conflict, plotting, all that stuff. You know, the literary stuff, foreshadowing, symbolism, tone, metaphor, character arc, character growth. What are they talking about? The active voice? The passive voice? Concise writing? Once again, the bad? Not so bad because your manuscript can be revised. The sixth bad thing is that you have family and friends who are not supportive. That might even be on the ugly list. It really depends how not supportive they are. I was fortunate. I had very supportive immediate family. That would be my own adult children and my hubby and my closest friends. The people who were not supportive, who told me to stop writing, were people outside of that group. <sighs> so finally, let's get to the good, the good aspects of writing. Number one, it fills your soul. I mean, really, does it get any better than that? Number two, you have a sense of accomplishment. I'm not sure of the stats. You can probably Google them, but very few people who actually start writing a book ever finish it. So if you finished writing a book, yay you, huge, huge sense of accomplishment. Number three, you learn lots of new skills. So many skills, skills upon skills, skills you didn't even know that you need it. And the more skills you know, the better you get. The more knowledgeable you become. Number four is that you meet lots of new people. You meet readers and authors and other writers and other aspiring writers and your network grows. 
The community of writers and authors is vast and mostly very helpful. Number five, you get out of your comfort zone. You push yourself, you break boundaries, your own boundaries. And that's always impressive. Number seven is you learn how to deal, manage and cope with rejection, obstacles and struggles. And that's a good thing. The more you learn how to cope with all that stuff, to manage, to deal with it, the more you can brush it off, move along and keep pushing yourself. Number eight, one thing leads to another thing, which leads to another thing, which leads to another thing. And who knows what those things will be? It's vast. You just don't know. For me, it was another genre. It was an agent. It was yet another genre. It was a book deal. It was breaking up with my agent. It was indie publishing. It was a YouTube channel. It was a podcast. It was speaking at international conferences. And the next step, I was offered by the historical fiction company to teach a master's class. So that's my next thing. Who knew? More on that later, but we're looking at a January 2022 date for a master's class. Number nine, all of this leads to a tremendous amount of satisfaction, self-satisfaction and achievement. Even during those woe is me days, and I think we all have them, I can't be the only one, but even during those woe is me days, you can stop yourself. You can look at where you've come in those few years or few months or whatever it is for you. And then guess what? You're not so woe is me anymore because you've seen growth, you've seen movement, you've seen progress forward. And then you're a whole lot less, oh, woe is me. If you have one through nine, then you're also going to have 10, which is a renewed sense, an uplifted sense of self-worth. Nobody can take this away from you. It's yours alone to keep and to hold because you know deep down of everything you had to do to overcome, to adapt, to learn, to do. And that provides a self-worth that in a lot of times in my other work, it is knowing those things when all the other stuff is just uh, not so great that I can look inside myself. I can see my author self and I can say, I've got all that going for me. That's, that's just a minor thing. That's it. The good, the bad and the ugly. And we didn't even discuss the money component, which will be in the next week's video. Thank you for watching. If you haven't already, I would love if you could subscribe and click that notify button. Subscriptions help the algorithms out there so that when somebody types in a keyword or something, one of my videos comes up. As always, writers, dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.